Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Are you in fashion? fashion? Fashion. Did you see what she's wearing for Tom's shoes? I'm Sonia Sly. My heels are killing me. Um, but I was told I have a backstage pass. You will need to get the right pass to get behind me, Pam. Look, I'm I need sorry. to go. Code red, code red, code. We have a situation. I'm taking you inside the fashion industry to discuss trends, the reality behind the glamour, and the highs and lows of a fast-paced industry that never stops. It's a bit of a windy grey Saturday morning and I'm heading up to see Wynne Crawshaw, the designer behind Wynne Hamlin, who was the toast of New Zealand Fashion Week this year. How does it feel to, you know, to know that people love your work? It feels great. The lead-up to the show was just intense. People love the collection and it just feels great that the work that we put in has kind of paid off and people realise the concept of the collection and like it really. Why women's wear? I think that women's wear has just got a lovely narrative to it. The sort of aesthetic of femininity and um, the sort of elegance that you can create within women's wear is something that I like. It's something that I'm interested in. It's kind of like being interested in soccer or basketball. In what way? Oh, it's just, they're just two different things, and I'm interested in the women's wear side of clothing. Tell me about the, the carpet coats that yeah, you showed, because yeah, sure. they, they're actually quite, they're quite heavy, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're very heavy. They're made of Axminster the carpet, which is old carpet made in New Zealand. That was kind of the basis of the collection inspiration, just because of the beautiful nature of how it's woven and... So we decided to make the coats for the collection because it would be nice to have a, a touch of the like, literal first inspiration on the runway. And you've got a collection of uh, carpet bags as well that match. Will you actually be selling any of those pieces or are they really just for show? The coats are definitely just for show. They're, they're completely unwearable in everyday life, but the, the carpet bags were just for the collection, but they're actually really practical, nice little bags, so I think that we'll probably end up producing some. Cool. How did, how did the models go wearing the, the carpet coats? Um, good. Like it, I mean, I say they're unwearable, but they're, um, you can put them on easily enough and um, walk around and have a cup of tea. It's, it's, um, it's just that they're very heavy and, and very solid, so... They're not uncomfortable by any means. How long did they take to make? I never keep track of things like that, but a, a long time. Kerry, a guy who helps me, spent a long time hand-sewing in the sleeves and things like that, and even just cutting them was quite a mission. Gosh, I can imagine, because they're really, really thick, aren't they? So, I mean, you would have needed a big needle to get pierced through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of big needles, quite a few snap and bloody fingers and things like that. Are you where you 
would like to be at in your career? This is, you showed for the third time at New Zealand Fashion Week? Uh, second time. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of gets to a point where you're just happy to be making your clothes and collections and living from it. And if you have the opportunity to do that through through sales and things like that, then then that's um, basically the, the goal. And anything else that arises as extra is a bonus. So you mentioned that you actually live downstairs. That's super handy because I imagine that as a designer and especially like as you're preparing for you know a big event and to show your collection to buyers and stuff that you'll run off your feet and you're really tired mm. and you're probably constantly working pretty much it's quite interesting the whole live work situation it's quite nice i mean the grass is always greener so when i used to live far away from the studio i used to complain about driving there all the time and now it's the the opposite side of the coin, so I like it. I guess I want to get a feel for what your kind of... How, how do you actually work? I'm not sure. I, I've only realised recently that I am a clean freak and I have to tidy the studio every day before I can start doing anything. Otherwise you're kind of like tense and you can't just yeah. get your head in a clear space? Yeah, that's right. I guess that's one thing, but otherwise I just kind of muddle around in the studio do some little drawings and go from there. When I look at your work, and even looking at it here in front of me, you're quite a technical designer, and I actually wonder, like, is there a process of kind of, like, almost engineering in terms of your construction or even mathematics? Because, I mean, you're playing with knitwear in a really... Yeah, it's quite complex, the design, mm. and you're probably one of the most clever New Zealand designers who can do unexpected things with wool as well. <laughs> I think that... Potentially, my background in construction and things like that informed me a little bit, but I also work with a knitwear factory in New Zealand that have a really talented team that just kind of take visions and just make them happen no matter what it takes. And um, we kind of work together and talk about things and then they get upset and they don't want to do it because they they don't want to produce things that aren't like completely sound engineering wise and then I get upset and it's it's all perfect you know. Yeah. Oh, so there is that process of kind of trying to negotiate what you envisage for the design and sometimes it not technically working. Yeah yeah they're like they're as passionate as I am so we're all very intense about the whole situation and in a good way I mean I'm not talking about being upset like we're upset with each other. It's like um, it's always about the work. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of um, pushing up against the barrier, and um, generally we we can break through and produce garments that might not be expected. So you're a perfectionist, aren't you? I'd l- I'd like to be more of a perfectionist. Ultimately, the beauty in garments is the finishing. So I'd like to perfect the art of finishing more. But, yeah, ultimately, I think that, yeah, perfection is definitely an element of what I'm trying to do. When you say construction, a background in construction, what do you specifically mean? I used to work as a land surveyor, but in the um, construction industry, so in the contracting world, and so, like, building buildings and earth, earth moving and things like that. Wow, that's so different. So when did you decide that fashion was something that you wanted to pursue? Because obviously they're very different. I, I got interested in fashion when I was 
at university studying to be a server. So I took fashion papers as my um, general education papers and um, enjoyed it and realised that I'd needed to leave university and go and play out my surveying career for as long as I kind of needed to and then did that and now I'm happy to be back at fashion. And just lastly, how, I mean, obviously this is a business for you. Mm. Being in the fashion industry, what are the, you know, what have been the highs, what have been the lows? The highs and the lows are very much related in the sense that we're climbing a bit of a mountain in terms of, you know, when you leave your job and you jump off a, off the edge of the cliff into trying to start your own business, the joys and the challenge and the and also the lows are in that challenge too, so... Of course, you're trying to make a living, and sometimes that's hard. And the joys are in when it starts to pay off, and your your work comes to fruition, and you get to show it at Fashion Week, and people appreciate your work. I guess they're the same beast, really. That was Auckland-based Wynne Crawshaw, the designer behind women's wear label Wynne Hamlin. You've been listening to My Heels Are Killing Me. I'm Sonia Sly. To find out more or to listen again, head to our podcast page on the rnz.co.nz website. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold and our current faves. Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.